Welcome to another episode of Thanks Divorce, where we discuss the lessons, the aha moments, and the gruesome beauty of going through a divorce. And I'm your host, Janine Bell. Hey there. In this episode, I am talking with Daphne Wells. She is a business coach and numerologist. In the episode, we talk a lot about her divorce and that process, a little bit about familial reactions and societal pressures. She comes from a different generation, so there's a lot of wisdom there. And then we segue into how her transformation led her to want to help other women transform and how she got into business coaching. And because I was so fascinated by what she does, we spoke a lot about how business coaching and numerology intertwine. You can find her bio and contact information in the show notes. Hope you enjoy the episode. Daphne, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's so nice to meet you. Hey, lovely to meet you too, Janine. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here. Yes. Um, So let's get right into it. I will say that I am super intrigued by the fact that you are both a business coach and a numerologist. Those two sound like they are two different worlds, but maybe they're not. But before we get into that, I'd love for you to tell me and the listeners, what is your divorce profile? Like, when did it happen? How long ago? Were there children involved? Like, whatever you're comfortable with sharing, just give us a idea of where where you were and where you are okay so my divorce happened 20 years ago roughly um I was brought up in an era when you know you had to be married by a certain age Mm -hmm. which was 25 in the community I grew up in it was like socially accepted you had to have all your kids by the time you were 30 so there was pressure on to like mate mate, to match up with somebody and marry and do the whole nine yards um and I proceeded to have four children um and the marriage wasn't a happy one Mm -hmm. and so eventually it kind of I had in my head to come to a point where I I couldn't afford to leave and be on my own with four children so I mentally prepared myself that I would stay in the marriage until my last child left school and then I would be out. And mm-hmm. that was like my almost like my coping mechanism. Like I'd put a finite time on it. And then stuff happened that changed that and it happened sooner than was my intention. And that was okay because it was obviously meant to happen. Mm-hmm. So I ended up with four children on my own. Um, by that stage, I was working school hours and a part-time job, and I built a business on the side of that um, to make enough money for four children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's an interesting place to be. I, I grew up in an era where in amongst that you had to be married by that stage was the, the it was also an era, so I'm I'm early 60s, um, so it was also an era where you were, the male provided for you, like it was like the fairy tale knight in shining armour, you know, there was no childcare back then where I live in New Zealand, and so you, once you had your first child, you had to finish work more or less um, and live off one income. So it was this whole proverbial knight in shining armor was the story we grew up with but he didn't come to save me it was like I was trapped in this life that Mm. I didn't really imagine was 
it wasn't a lived experience as I had imagined it would be. Yeah, yeah. So and I, I felt really disempowered and like I wasn't able to make any decisions like I'd been used to being independent for years before I got married. I left mm-hmm. home when I was 16. So I'd taken care of myself, supported myself and, um, you know, bought a house and, and all that kind of jazz in that time and was used to being independent. And then all of a sudden wasn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you went from fully independent to at home mom with the children wow okay so how so how do you navigate leaving a marriage and it's not what you intended because you thought I'll do it when my last child is old enough to to leave the home leave the nest how do you navigate the that in between going from I was independent now I I was now I was dependent essentially to now I'm on my own with these children. What was that like? I guess by the stage that we did, by the stage we did separate, I was working part-time while the children were at school. So I had some money coming in of my own. Um, And I guess I was, I was running the household essentially. Like in that era, there was very little male contribution to the physical running of the household. Mm -hmm. Um, and caring for the children. So I was kind of used to being the, the go-to, the mum does it all in the house. Um, and I guess I just expanded that capacity, like to be totally responsible for mm-hmm. making enough money for them to, for us to survive. And I suppose by that time, I wasn't reliant on him for much apart from the extra money to top up from, mm-hmm. you know, to yeah, we'd kind of been living two separate lives in the same house for quite some years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's a I think that's a familiar story. The one where possibly separate lives, and also the woman is taking like running things. So you're basically doing all the things that it takes to to be head of household and do it all on your own. Um, and then when you you know separate or divorce. You're just doing that. You just need more money to to make it, you know, run smoothly. Other yeah. than that, you have all the tools to, to make it happen. You have all the tools and the knowledge, all the life skills to make it happen. All you need is the extra money. And mm-hmm. another thing that was really hard was actually telling family. Mm-hmm. Like I remember telling my dad and he was like, but that doesn't happen in our family. Oh, because it never had. Wow. And um, I said, well, I'm really sorry, Dad. It has now. Mm. It is happening. Good for you. Yeah, it was easy to say that. It wasn't so easy to get rid of the feeling like I'd failed. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And and disappointing a lot of people and yeah. having shame or guilt or those feelings of failure yeah, like the, a lot comes with the decision and the action of divorcing that it's like the intangibles. Like, you know, you've made a decision for your life or it's, it's going to go a certain way for you, but it also ripples into other parts of your life, your family, your community. Maybe you are made to feel like a pariah because no one does this here. Um, it's definitely a an emotional roller coaster. Oh, definitely. And there's the whole, you know, like I, at, 
I believed it was the best thing for my children as well to not have us fighting in the house and, you know, all the the conflict that was going on, um, to yeah. not have that in the house, for them to be able to go and see their dad and to spend time with me without the conflict. Yeah, and, like, it's not easy for anybody. It's not easy for children or anybody. I remember once one of my sons coming home from being with their dad and telling me that their dad's mother, their nana, had put a elastoplast, you know, like you put on your cuts, yeah, um, over top of my face on a photo in her lounge. Oh my gosh! <sighs> wow, wow! I just said to him, "Look, I'm really sorry about that. I don't know why she just didn't take it down if she couldn't stand to look at me. You know, like yeah. you shouldn't have to go there and see that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You never know how everyone else is going to take it, or how it's going to show up for them in their lives. Yeah. And it has all these repercussions. You have your kids, like I say, seeing that. And, yeah. and as a mum, like nothing prepares you for any of that. Not at all. You've got enough all. going on. Just keeping yourself together enough to mm-hmm. provide a stable enough place for your children to be. Yeah. Um, without that kind of stuff going on. Yeah, that's a that's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so he wasn't the knight in shining armor. And and you said that you became your own knight in shining armor. Can you talk about that? So I like I kind of touched on earlier how I didn't like I'd gone into this life, you know, you prepare to get married, you get married, you have your kids, and then all of a sudden the marriage was gone. And I was like, okay, so I'm still a mom, mm-hmm. but who am I? Mm-hmm. Because if I wasn't a wife anymore, then I was I was a mother, which is a vitally important role. And yet at some point, you know, it's who are who am I as a person apart from that mother label? Yeah. Um, so I did go on a search to become my own knight in shining armor, really, and like drag myself out of that, I don't know who I am anymore, and find myself. So really it started off uh, 20 years plus. And I'm still on the journey of, you know, personal growth, finding myself, changing, learning to make decisions. Any decisions I made once I was married had to be, I don't actually know that I was allowed to make any that weren't approved by him. So there was this whole learning how to be me and amongst it all and who I was. Yeah. What a, I'd say transformation or like reclamation, but also like a birthing because you get to decide who you are, who you are, who you're not, who do you want to be, all those things. Which, you know, in upbringing, I don't think I ever had had those conscious, who am I, what do I want to be? It was just, this is how you live your life. And, it, well, you know, I was a product of the era I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things like that don't happen in the same way today, I'm aware. And you're right, it was a transformation. It was a rebirthing. It was a discovery of, you know, who is Daphne? What makes her tick? And part of my my becoming my own knight in shining armor was that there was very little help and support around in those days mm-hmm. to, you know. Um, and so I came out of that with the real passion to help other women mm. create their own lives and amongst whatever they were living through. And with the intention to help them get out of 
I refer to it as my big black hole where I didn't know who I was. I was lost in all of this. And I literally can see myself clawing up this tunnel that just seemed to go on forever um, as a to get myself out and to find myself. And Mm -hmm. my intention was to help women get out more easily with support that I would have liked back then. Yes. That's the best kind. I think every single person that I know who is like a healer in any way has gone through something that they don't want someone else to go through. And it, it's it's such a pure place to come from and because it's lived experience and like you get it and you know the feelings that exist in that space. And you're just like, let me just don't go too deep down that rabbit hole or don't fall too far down um, emotionally. So I, I really- I'll throw a net down and help you back up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so I, I did, I went down the, um, because I did get referred to counsellors as part of the marriage split and divorce process, we mm-hmm. had to go to so many counselling sessions. And um, I have to confess, I didn't find that very helpful. Went through a few counsellors and, and again, no disrespect to counsellors, I decided that maybe I could be more helpful to someone like me than those people were to me. So I mm. I went down the track of learning to be a counsellor. And after a while into that, I thought, I realised I couldn't do it anymore. It was too much focused on the path, on the past with no way forward. Huh. Um, And so I kind of shelved that. And then, so I went into business outside of school hours um, and ended up crashing and burning, burning out in amongst that adrenal fatigue and all that delightful stuff. And um, because I was giving to my clients, I was giving to my children and I wasn't caring for or looking after me. Yeah. And so in coming out of that, I ended up, realizing that working for a boss didn't work for me and I bought a business a hospitality business and in amongst that I ended up having three different business coaches approach me and Mm. I worked with them all and then I fired them all of them one after the other um, (laughs) because (laughs) they were shooting on me they were telling me what I should do in my business Oh, okay. I already knew that. I had a business degree because I'd done studies. I'd studied at university while my children were little, knowing, knowing that I needed to prepare myself for a career yeah. um, with children and post-marriage. And ended up sacking these coaches. And Anna Marks that met up with a life coach. Mm-hmm. And that woman literally changed my life. She showed me a way forward. And I thought, wow, if I can learn to do what she does. Mm-hmm. And that in my business skills then I can really help women Mm. whether they're coming out of a marriage or whether they're just looking to find themselves and create an income stream while they're still married and have children to care for right and so that became my mission Wow! and so I did learn how to be a coach and put all of that together and then a few years ago I met up with a numerologist who did my numerology and that for me was like whoa (laughs) I could it helped me really own pieces of me that Mm -hmm. people had seen in me and I hadn't recognized because Mm -hmm. a lot of them in retrospect had been put down and quieted when I was a child Mm because I because 
because. Um, and um, so that helped me really own who I was and show up fully as me. And so you wondered before how business coaching and neurology mix together. And of course, a lot of women are like me, they're overgivers, they sacrifice themselves for their family and their husbands and everybody else. And so they end up not really knowing who they are. Yeah. And when you actually bring in numerology into coaching, it, we are coded from birth mm. for who we are, how we're to serve people, who our ideal clients are, what our contribution to the world is. Mm. We are coded so uniquely. There's layers upon layers upon layers upon layers. Yeah. And so what I have found bringing that into my coaching practice is that the, the speed at which women get the results they want mm. when we mix those two together has just skyrocketed compared with coaching on its own, which was really effective. Like I'm not yeah. saying I wasn't good in the past. <laughs> <laughs> but bringing that in, it's like it supercharges it. Wow. And that makes so much sense. I love that you were trying, like you've tried things and then... Uh, what didn't work you just kind of let it go but like what did work you just turned into one like you got you went to a numerologist and you became a numerologist like you studied that skill because it was so helpful to you so when you have a client are they automatically open to numerology or is it something you have to like work in for them to really understand or they just know up front this is what you're about so a lot of them come to me and they know up front that that's a piece of what I do. Some of them are curious because they're not quite sure like you how it kind of fits in with the coaching or whether it's a separate thing, which it can be. Like I can just do a numerology reading for somebody without the business coaching. And I don't push the numerology onto business coaching clients, right? I just say that is there. It is a part of what I do with a lot of my clients. How much of it would you like? Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, and so it is something that that some of them are like eager for because they know that I do it and um, they've heard about how it works well and together. So really, yeah, it's it's not you have to do this. <laughs> uh, well, let's take a step back. Well, can you explain both sides? Can you explain basically your business coaching and maybe your style with that or what it is in case someone's unsure and then explain numerology and then give an example of how the two can intertwine for someone like a, for a client, like how they, how it makes sense. Okay, cool. So with my business coaching through that whole process of me finding out who I was and learning how to make effective empowered decisions that were based on a firm foundation I came up with my path approach which I've written about in my book decide choose your own path so when people coach with me we kind of use and that came out of years of coaching and realizing that I was taking my clients through a very similar process mm -hmm. um, and so I thought, right, if we put this in a book format as well, then people have access to a DIY version of it, really. Um, and that starts, so my coaching starts with building a really strong foundation, identifying who you are, 
Mm. what your values are, what you want, you know, where you want to end up so we can work out how to get you from where you are to where you want to go to. So coaching with me, generally we coach every fortnight and um, you end up with homework to do, you know, things that you've committed to doing and then we talk about the results of doing them and then look at what's next in each of our coaching sessions. So it's even though I take them through a general process, it's not prescriptive. We do this in one and this in session two and all that. It's like, where are they at? What do they have in place? Let's review it and see what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, all the time making sure that they are making progress on their goals, which for most of them, it's about making more money <laughs> so they can choose the lifestyle they want for their family. Yeah. Because yeah. um, we as women typically don't want the money just to stash it. We want it to, to provide for our families or for philanthropic reasons. So when we bring numerology into that as well, we bring in how you're coded into that building the, this firm foundation. And then when it comes to, well, you know, who are you going to serve in your business? We bring in the numerology component rather than um, that being a different process. Mm. So it just kind of takes the guesswork out of a lot of it yeah and, and numerology can be you know people can come for a well what's my birth code mm-hmm. how am I coded? and then they can come and they can say well I'm having issues with my my husband or I feel like I could be parenting my child more effectively mm. and we can look at the relationships between your t- the relationship between the codes of individuals so we can do that um, with a, a two-person relationship. So, you know, mother and child or mm-hmm. mother and husband or partner or whatever. Um, or we can actually do a whole family one as well and mm-hmm. look at the dynamics. And I, I wish I'd had that back when my children were young to really know what would have worked really well for them in parenting them. Yeah, I, um, I've gotten actually this year, 2021, I've gotten two numerology readings. One was specific to me, which is just me. Another one was like a group one. A group one was about like, this is what the year was going to bring for, for you. Or this is what the year is going to bring, period. Um, and then you can bounce it off of your own numbers to see how that, how that correlates. Um, but the personal one taught me a lot about myself, my trajectory as a human being, like where where my strengths are and, and, and weaknesses. Like, it's kind of like, you can see your strengths and like where you can grow and, and the pros and cons of each, each one. And then I asked about my relationship with my mother and things made sense. It's like, if you, this position is here and this one is for her, this is why you two, you know, bump heads at this thing. And you may want to try this other thing. It's very like, just based on the numbers, when you say like you're coded since birth, like it's really, it's really a thing. I you know, and, and here's the thing, over the years, I had done so many personality tests. Mm-hmm. And when I got the results, I was like, oh, you know, like there's, it, they always show things about you that you don't necessarily want to see, right? Mm-hmm. And so me being naturally curious, I would wonder whether if I'd answered the questions differently, Ah. I would have got results in those, right? And yeah. some online ones, I've actually gone back in and done a second time and got different results. Mm-hmm. So I, and that's what I love about numerology is that it is just based on your date of birth. We don't yeah. even need to know the time. You can't 
you can't guess that yeah like and and so therefore for me I and and for my clients as well like as you know in your report there would have been some things that you were like oh really and yet you know it's true because it's based on your date of birth right you you don't question it yeah um you might kind of wonder why it's showing up the way it is and of course we have choices about that because as you say there's a there's a positive a high side and a low side to everything like these we live in a world of polarities right and we can be anywhere from one end of the spectrum to the other yeah Um, and we have a choice over that what we can't choose is is how we are coded Mm -hmm. we do have choices over how we show up in that yeah I find it to be a very very useful tool once you understand it because I I mean I can hear numbers and then like oh this this means that and you're this and blah 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 like once I finally understand it it's like okay yep now I feel better equipped on how to move forward with anything really it's it makes so much sense, doesn't it? It's so empowering. Yeah. And you can imagine if you're building your business, mm. uh, just knowing, well, this is who I'm meant to serve and this is how I'm meant to serve them and this is how I need to show up to do it, mm-hmm. then you're not guessing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, a, it's, for lack of a better term, it's like a cheat code. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I, I quite often call it your, your cheat sheet um, or your owner's manual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know when you get a new appliance or a new car or something you well we don't get them in print anymore let's be honest most of the time but we used to didn't we get a print one yeah so your numerology is kind of like that for for you as a person mm-hmm. I, I can vouch for numerology I've tried many 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 things I, I love this type of stuff like this is my jam like I've done like the birth chart thing and <laughs> I've tried different plant medicines and and tarot like all the things like I, I really really love this like this is my jam um and yes I can see how your blend uh can be very efficient and very useful for any person, but specifically women going through, whether it be a life change or even you've made up your mind how you want to be different or show up differently in your relationship or with yourself or in your community, um, just getting coaching interlaced or intertwined with numerology. Um, I could see how that could be very, very beneficial. Oh, it's huge. And one of my core beliefs is that your business will only grow as much as you do. Oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> because our capacity to receive, our capacity to attract clients, our capacity for everything in our business depends on us as a person, right? Yes. And so when you put numerology in there, mm-hmm. it's it's huge. And business coaching with me is a mix of business coaching and life coaching mm-hmm. because of that. And with numerology as well, I'm not sure whether you went this far in the reading that you got done, but each year we individually go through seven different energy seasons. The dates don't change for us personally each year. Our dates for each of us are are different, but the energy changes each year. And so what I find with clients when we actually plan out their year or even their, their season they can then lean into that energy that is there specifically for them mm-hmm. to be more effective at that time. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I just love it. It's magical. <laughs> it's transformative. Like it just changes people's situations so quickly. Yeah. And even uh, like 
a tinge of that is like, if you know what like season it is for you, once you have that in your mind, like that's the lens through which you see things. And then you manifest those things too, because that's what, that's, what's on your mind. That's what you think is like going to happen. You believe it. Therefore it definitely happens. Yes, that's right. You know, like in my code, I'm a leader. Mm-hmm. I transform ordinary into extraordinary. Anytime that I showed up in any kind of leadership role as a child or wanted to have my say, it was squashed, whether it was at school or at home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I no wonder I was frustrated for a lot of years, right? Because <laughs> I was denying that part of myself. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. You came back to you. Yeah. In such a powerful way. And then you give it to others. Like you, you honed in on the gift itself, the skill. And then now you're also providing that for other women, which is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I I love that. It feels like a full circle thing for you, like because of who you were before you got married and then marriage, you know, dim light. I'm sure there was some great parts of it too. Um, but oh, undoubtedly four amazing children, right? You know, like, and, and I, I'm a firm believer too that nothing happens for not a reason. You know, like the things I learned through that, I now bring mm-hmm. to what I do now. They're part of who I am, right? We go through things for a reason. They can either make us bitter and twisted and angry, or we can use them for good. Yeah, and you definitely have. So as you know, I've told you before this interview that I ask all the guests to finish the sentence. I feel like this is a fitting time. <laughs> finish the sentence. Thanks, divorce for blank, blank, blank. And you can you can answer that now. So for me, it's about it being an option for me because mm. I realized that, you know, the generation before me, it wasn't an option. Mm. And I can't imagine my life if I was still married to that man at this stage like I would be I don't know I, I just can't imagine it like I wouldn't be contributing to the world in the way that I am I wouldn't be living my purpose I may not even know what it is right mm-hmm. I yeah I'm grateful yeah. <laughs> wow I love I love all of this thank you so much for sharing all of that um and I'll link all your things in the bio if you want to plug anything right now I know you said you have a book and I know you have a website and all the things, but is there anything that you want to plug right now for the listeners? Well, so just in case they don't go to the notes, my website is my name, daphnewells.com, and there's a link to my book on there. Yeah. All and right. I'm happy to have any conversations with any of the listeners who have questions or they can message me or whatever. I'm here. <laughs> wonderful. Well, Daphne, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was a wonderful conversation. And that's it from me this week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Thanks Divorce. You can follow us on Instagram at Thanks Divorce Podcast. And you can also subscribe here wherever you're listening. Until next time, take care of yourselves.